0: Hello everyone, I'm your host April Metzler for the RSVP show. You have tuned into my Heart Behind the Worship segment. My guest today is Jake Dobrins, a brother in Christ right here in Oklahoma. He is a husband, writer, speaker, minister, and creative thinker. He is also the founder of Theophany Media and a couple of podcast shows that I encourage you to add to your subscription list. The main scripture will be Exodus 3, 1-8 for this visit. Although you may not feel like it, did you know that you are prepared for his calling and that you are qualified for his assignment that he has placed on your heart? Have you thought about Moses in the burning bush lately? What is it that you identify with the most in this life when you think about the calling he has for you as his child? Now is your opportunity to get your Bible, study pad, and a pencil or pen. And as always, we will be getting started here shortly by opening in prayer and inviting the Holy Spirit in to ensure that this visit is protected and blessed in his name for his glory. Thank you for joining. everyone and welcome to another RSVP show. I'm your host, April Metzler, and I have a fantastic guest with me. His name is Jake Doberens and he is all sorts of things, but I'm gonna let him go ahead and tell you all about what he does with his ministry in this Heart Behind the Worship segment. Hey Jake
1: Yeah thanks April I I am many things. I wear multiple hats I'm a podcaster, a minister, a teacher, a writer, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And, yeah, I I run Theophany Media is kind of my main sort of thing. Uh, What I say is sort of my main ministry, although I am also um, a minister at a local church here in Oklahoma City. So I have that kind of traditional area of ministry, too. Um, But a lot of my energy these days is really behind Theophany Media and trying to just creatively communicate Christ through all sorts of different um, fun media and creative and technological endeavors.
0: That is awesome. I love being creative, but then you combine it with Christ and it just, it's off the charts. So that's (laughs) That's, that's great. All right. Well, you heard him. He's from Oklahoma city. That means he's a homegrown Oklahoma boy here just uh, visiting with me. So I'm actually sticking to local i guess for these next visits but i appreciate jake's time to be here and it's nice to be in the same time zone with someone for a change
1: (laughs) yes really though
0: (laughs) all right well if you could if uh, go ahead and lead our audience and us in prayer so that we can make sure that this visit is covered by him i sure would appreciate it sir
1: yeah of course let's pray heavenly father Thank you so much for this opportunity to get to communicate with uh, somebody new. Um, have a great conversation. We're so blessed that technology allows us to have this one on one conversation that's then broadcast to so many other people, hopefully, bless their lives. Lord, be with us during this conversation. Let your spirit be with us as we uh, talk about the heart behind our worship, and um, the kind of creative things that we do. Guide us in that and uh, help those words touch people's hearts. And in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. All right. Good job. That was awesome. I just love how prayer just covers everything. It just makes everything peaceful and mm. God's in it. And mm. All right. So Exodist is what we were talking about backstage before this visit. You were talking about a burning bush. I mean, man, that's <laughs> some imagery. So why don't you go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about this burning bush and how it has connected you and really just walked with you through your theophany media, first of all.
1: Yeah, Um, well, people often ask, what does that word theophany mean? Which is a good question, because it's kind of a technical theological word, I guess. Well, theophany just is a word to describe when God shows up in the story in some usually in a surprising way. You know, God can come down as like a human or something or some sort of uh, angelic appearance. But I like this account of Exodus three where God shows up as a burning bush because That's just kind of a strange, it's a a weird instance. Uh, This is an example of where God appears to somebody and guides this person through kind of an unlikely source. A bush that's on fire, but it's not being consumed by that fire. So I use this as an example, um, but the whole surrounding story also has a lot more deeper meaning because this is Moses' call. This unlikely incident is calling Moses to do something something he doesn't really want to do and something he doesn't think he's actually skilled at however he's actually been prepared Um, he's trained by the Egyptians Uh, he knows that culture he knows that yeah he might have kind of a stuttering problem might not think he's a great speaker but clearly his legacy is that he is a great leader he has been prepared for this Um, the phrase is sometimes used that uh, God doesn't call the qualified, but qualifies the called. It's that kind of idea here. So for Theophany Media, we're trying to kind of help people, um, one, find God, that how, where God shows up in these weird places, uh, like burning bushes, or like literature or movies, but then also help people work with God to create those kind of instances. So when people are creating the stories or the podcasts or the movies or the comics, where they can uh, involve God in there, I guess. So God can show up in the story and then influence other people's lives and call them and work in their lives. So that's kind of why I like the burning bush.
0: (laughs) That is great. You know, it's interesting. This last Sunday I heard a teaching all about, Moses and the burning bush and for you to even come in in this interview and sit here and talk about this is quite interesting but there there is some validity to that you know Moses was like so insecure in that conversation And sitting there giving him all sorts of kinds of excuses, and he's like, God, you know, I don't don't know about this. Oh, no, you know, and and he, you know, God already provided. He already knew that, you know, Moses was going to have that stuttering problem or whatever translation you want to read it, you know, obviously. Mm -hmm. And he knew that he was going to be insecure about it. And he knew all of this way ahead of time. He's like, hey, you know, I made you. <laughs> Just let, let's let's sit here and, and think about this. I made you. And this is the time I need you to step up. And here's what you got to do. And so it's it's really cool how you've tied that into um, your media and everything. I, I really appreciate, you know, that that background foundation piece. So. Um, do you ap- have your Bible available to read this I good do. story?
1: <laughs> I do. Uh, Exodus 3 is a little bit long, but I will read okay. the first uh, eight verses here. And I think that kind of captures the main, the main gist of it.
0: And what translation are you going to be sharing with the audience today?
1: I'm reading out of the English Standard Version, awesome. PSV. So in Exodus 3, starting with verse 1, Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight. Why, the bush is not burnt. Then the Lord said, I have surely surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their suffering, and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And that's to verse eight. And then he kind of goes on there and moses complains but yeah that's the the introduction of the bush and then kind of god's central um message there
0: yeah um if you guys want to read ahead later on i encourage you to do so because the next section covers the mission of moses and that exchange in between god and moses but um as far as this i mean it's It's crazy. I mean, who who sits there and sees a burning bush anyways? I mean, it is one of the more famous, uh, I guess, (laughs) passages in the Bible about imagery, which is interesting how you tied that into your your um, ministry that you're doing right now, because a a lot of creatives are tied to imagery and their visual. And and Mm -hmm. it just it's like this nice, neat little tie in. I love it. It's great. So, what really speaks to you, though, in um, I don't know, in this season right now about this scripture? What, how are you really a- applying the scripture now? I know that you obviously you've been doing theophany for a little while now. Um, how long have you been doing it?
1: Uh, a little less than a year. We started May twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, okay, so you, you have had time to see how this applies, it sounds like. <laughs> so how do you put this into practice, Moses' story, to encourage your heart every day?
1: Well, it's kind of amazing how God just kind of finds you. Moses is out in the wilderness. He's doing his thing. He's doing his job, right? And then all of a sudden, God pops up and says, hey, I've your people are, there's a problem here. I care about this problem, oh, by the way, you're gonna fix the problem. I'm gonna work with you to fix the issue here, and so I don't know it kind of encourages me that one God is everywhere, God's ready to show up anywhere you might be um you know there there's a there are advantages and there to something like church, you know you can of course find God at church, but God is also in so many other places. Sometimes kind of hidden and will pop up and, you know, burn a bush or something. Who knows? Um, and so I just find that encouraging that God is everywhere and um, also that God cares. I think especially in this weird season, you know, global pandemic and all that, it is nice to know that God is cares about us and has seen the affliction and is going to work with people to try to fix that. And I think, you know, God has worked with that. Um, you know, we have a vaccine now, for instance. Um, and, you know, we're not quite out of the, we're not quite out of the pandemic yet, but, you know, there there are people that are working on that. And I think that's just another example of how God just kind of works, whether that's in scientists or in um, shrubbery that is on fire, like, <laughs> in all those areas right
0: well okay so let's translate over to creatively let's talk about how he shows up in what you do so you actually have a book coming out um soon i'm not sure what the title is because you haven't divulged that yet have you gotten a title
1: (laughs) yes i do have a title it's called who we are seven christian identities to shape our life So it is a Christian living book about, um, identities. And what I do is I tackle seven identities that are, um, not good, not necessarily sinful. Um, like personal happiness, for instance, is not like a sin, but it's not something we should put our full identity in. Right. And then, so I take seven, not great identities. And then I, for each of them, I kind of replaced them with here's sort of a here's sh- what should our, our here's what our priority should be here's a better identity and that's been an interesting interesting book uh it started out as a college class that I taught to m- my college students that I, that I was ministering to and um became a book and It's not as like uh, creative as some of the other projects like podcasts or, you know, fictional stories or that kind of thing, but it has been a great exercise in kind of uh, finding a fun way to communicate some kind of deep truths, um, whether that's pop culture references or um, just kind of uh, language that touches to the heart or just the, Organization of it of thinking of identities as here's the bad ones here's the good ones we got to replace the bad with the good and so you know back to the burning bush through it it was another it's another exploration of how god kind of shows up in surprising places in these pop culture references that i used to describe some of the points or um you know how god has shown up i mean obviously god shows up in scripture But there are some surprising truths that come from different passages. So I got to explore several passages from the Old and New Testaments um, and apply them to, you know, our lives today. God is still working in those ways. So as I said earlier, God works in all places, but also in all times and through all things. Um, So it's just amazing where we can find God, even in a Christian living nonfiction book.
0: (laughs) I got I got a good question for you that came up, and I do appreciate you sharing that. But when you were writing this book, were you surprised how God showed up with some of these scriptures he placed on your heart to apply?
1: Yeah, it it was very it was very surprising. Um, I had I had kind of created the skeleton of it from my college class, but in the college class, I only did six classes. And so for the book, I wanted to write it out to seven. You know, yeah, great number. Seven's um, a great number, yeah. <laughs> and so that, that last chapter was then from scratch, so to speak. And I struggled a lot with what do I do? What's the, the bad identity and what's the replacement of it? And I really felt on my heart. But in this season, I wanted to talk about how we sometimes falsely identify with certain groups, um, certain denominations or political parties or just social groups that we then elevate more than our actual uh, allegiance to the kingdom of God. Um, And that was something that really just kind of spoke to me. And I felt like I had to talk about that. because. You know, we're in a weird spot in our world where some people are, um, you know, th- these these groups, again, they're not necessarily bad to belong to XYZ political party or to be in that book club or something like that. That's not bad. But sometimes we elevate our allegiance to that to the ex- expense of God. And so that kind of surprised me and just kind of popped up and was something that I need to wrestle with myself. like. Um, what, type, what kind of groups do I identify with, or certain traits or cliques, or when do I put people and what they think of me over what God thinks of me?
0: <laughs> These are some really hard questions. So that chapter's <laughs> like, what, 100 pages long? There's so much. Oh,
1: yeah. There. I wish it was. I, I, could, I could talk a lot, but I tried to keep everything pretty short and simple.
0: That's good. That's always good. Clear, concise, simple. Yeah. Get to the point, drill the point home, you know, give a little bit of application and you're good. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that, topic in and of itself i mean you could have written a book just on chapter seven it sounds
1: like i might have to one of these days we'll see (laughs) maybe
0: just expound on each chapter and say okay here's what this is here's what this is and then now all of a sudden he's an eight book writer people it's just gonna be awesome (laughs) well so um, that's that's fantastic. I appreciate that because there are some surprising things that God puts on your heart when you're writing. Even if it's just a simple encouraging word that you're giving to someone else on a social media platform, you'd be surprised at where God takes you. You might be sitting here thinking left and he shows up and says, no, go right. So it's really interesting exactly. the different ways that God shows up. And Poor Moses, he's sitting there out in the middle of a pasture minding his own business, and he thought that he was going to continue to mind his own business. (laughs) And that didn't happen. And, you know, he could have chosen to do so, or he could have chosen, you know, like he did, to, you know, follow God and answer the call. And and that's what it boils down to. Each day we have a choice on who Mm -hmm. we identify with. We can, moment to moment, Change that choice too and so there's an importance to that and it's really what it boils down to is what is your choice you know who are you going to identify with christ or the world and so it's interesting that you were led to you know really drawn to that subject um you know through, I'm, I'm telling you everything is just god inspires creativity it doesn't matter in what measure we consider the creativity he inspires it and it's it's wonderful so so that brings me to your new Facebook group. I know that obviously um, I'm a part of it because it's just cool. But I'm I'm just like an advocate, I guess. I wouldn't say advocate, but I'm a cheerleader, <laughs> I guess. Maybe I don't know. I'm encourage encourage any type of creative ministry when it comes to God. So um, he has folks started this group called Creatively Christian Club CCC. So. Um, that's right. Can you uh, delve into why and what it is for, and all that jazz for the fans?
1: Yeah. Well, um, first of all, I have a, I I, lo- I love to run Facebook groups. It's a very random thing, um, but I I like Facebook groups. They've served they've served me well over the years. Um, I like having a place that's just kind of like about a certain topic, and then we can just kind of dive in together. And you meet new people and you make friends and that kind of stuff, right? So I, I started the Facebook group a while ago and I had a couple of name changes, but I wanted to be a, have a place for just kind of creative Christians to network and to encourage each other, that kind of thing, right? Um, and I also started it as a group to go alongside our podcast, which is called Creatively Christian. Um, and then it kind of developed more. Because the Creatively Christian Club is also the name of our um, paid membership that helps support the podcast and the ministry that we do. Um, It's a membership that provides more education, more networking opportunities and uh, virtual mastermind classes where we bring in experts and then you can sit at their feet, so to speak, and ask some questions and get help and that kind of thing. So the group is kind of like the it's sort of the free level of that. Um, I want that to be a really good place. It's not like I'm going to abandon that and prioritize, you know, the paying members. Um, but that's kind of the starting point there. That that Facebook group, the Creatively Christian Club. Um, and then if you want more, if you want to invest in your creative hobbies and and how do you tell stories as a Christian, then there are some other options for you. But that really it really goes back to my heart is for Christians who are creative. Um, There's kind of two, there's kind of two extremes that I see some creative Christians take. It's the, I'm just going to tell completely secular stories. Um, There isn't, you know, maybe there's no cussing or whatever, but otherwise it's just a a regular story, Um, which there's nothing wrong with that. And then there's the flip side where it's like, I'm going to like overly Christianize the story where there really isn't a story. It's actually a sermon that we just made into a two and a half hour movie. Um, And (laughs) there isn't necessarily anything wrong with that. Like some people like those kinds of Christian movies and that's totally okay. But I want to come in the middle. How do we tell a really good story, but do so as a Christian? Um, So that's really kind of the world I'm trying to exist in. Help creatives make unashamedly Christian art that's also compelling to Christians and non-Christians, to everybody. I think that could be used as a form of evangelism if we kind of knew how to kind of do that right. Because those sermon-esque movies, I'm not saying they can't reach people, because I know for a fact many of them certainly have. But it's probably not our best tool to reaching unsaved people around the world Um, because they're plastered with Jesus in such a way that can be kind of a can kind of turn them away or they might not want to click on that movie because Jesus is in the title kind of thing. So it's a weird world in between that I'm wrestling with because there's not a lot of easy answers. Um, What does that look like? I don't know. I mean, well, I I do have some ideas, but for everybody it looks kind of different where you kind of want to land on that spectrum.
0: Right. It is, and there are quite a lot of extremes out there, so it's nice to um look at that and and see how to mesh those two and and blend them well and nicely so that it's not overwhelming, but it's not underwhelming.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> so Well, and actually, you're speaking to my heart personally in that respect, because that's what I, you know, the intent um, was to make it easy to introduce God's love in my book and my music album. And so that that's literally the whole point of that was to to paint that picture to where if you're even if you're a new or a seasoned or you don't even know God, it's still going to catch your attention and you're still going to have an example of what that looks like in action. And so, so you and I are definitely like minded in that creative realm for sure. Yeah.
1: yeah, That's
0: it. (laughs) It's just introducing, you know, God, it's God's business, how to, how the heart interacts with that message you know it's it, right. it's his job that's not my job my job's like planting seeds and getting it out there and and saying hey this is this is what God's sort of all about you want to meet him you know and and if you do here's the way to do it <laughs> exactly so that's awesome I appreciate that um, and I know that you're still working on building the Creative Christian Club's foundation. Um, and I know that that you know obviously takes time, but I do encourage my listeners to jump on over there and at least check it out, especially if you have. Well, it's not just writers, it's not just songwriters like myself, it's not just um comic book writers, I mean, it's not even just writers I invited a friend of mine that is an artist like she paints and she does all sorts of kinds of stuff with nail art and she, she's she's also a photographer I mean she does a sort of a lot of different things and I just invited her over there because um there's just so many ways that um God shows up unexpectedly in what we That's do right. <laughs> That's right. So there you go. That goes back to Exodus 3 again. Here we go with the burning bush. (laughs) So in this season, what has God really been placing on your heart to um, get out there to anybody that you meet? You know, there's always something that God in each season says, okay, here's what I want you to share now with the people that you meet. Uh, What is that for Jake? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I've been reading a book called Art and Faith by Makoto Fujimira and it just came out just at the end of 2020 and it's a pretty good one. Um, he is a, he's a painter. Makoto is a painter. Um, really good one at that and deals a lot with kind of this theology of art and that kind of thing. Well, he actually has another book called Culture Care um, that I haven't actually read, but I want to because he develops these ideas more. But a part of his mission as an artist is to be somebody that cares for culture instead of goes to war with culture. So sometimes we use this word, this term culture war, like the Christians, we need to like dominate the world and, you know, we need to win all these cultural battles. Um, Everything needs to be Christian. Which on one hand it's like, okay, I actually do believe everything would be better as a Christian. But I don't <laughs> think that's the best way to do that. Anyway, what he advocates is culture care. And that's what I'm really into these days. Like how what are ways we can like um help culture instead of dominate it? Um, and how he does that a lot is through his art. Like, let's add some beauty to culture and show people that um Christians can create beauty and some amazing things. There's another author, uh, Al- Elaine Graham, she wrote a book called Apologetics Without Apology. And her central thesis, her idea there, is kind of that Christians are in this weird time where everybody kind of understands the basics of Christianity, but there's a lot of people in the world that aren't convinced that Christianity is any good. They've seen Christians do a lot of bad stuff. And they're wondering, like, why would I join that when there's a lot of bad Christians? Which some of that is totally fair. Other things they point to, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's to the world bad, but to us isn't you know, it's just telling the truth or something like that. But I guess the the message that's really on my heart is um the, the world needs convinced that Christians are good for the world, that we create beauty and we are create goodness. And I want us to encourage, how can we care for culture by producing art that is beautiful and behavior that is God honoring and that we can just be the lights that we're meant to be. So that the world looks at us and says, Christians are really nice. I mean, that's the exact kind of thing that happened in the first century. Um, These pagan Romans were looking at the Christians, and they'd be like, man, the Christians are better at taking care of our poor than we are. And that made a lot of people really interested in the faith, because the Christians were just hospitable, and they were awesome, and taking care of people in prison, and people were attracted to that. And I'm just thinking today You know, let's make Christianity beautiful. Let's make it attractive um, and good. And there are a lot of people doing that. I'm not saying that every Christian is bad or something like that. But, you know, there are a few bad actors that make everybody else have that bad reputation. So what's really been on my heart is just, you know, what can we do that shows the world that we're, we're good, that we care about this culture and this world?
0: Right. Well, and I 100 percent agree with with um, making sure that the message of his love is out there for others to see and demonstrating that on a daily basis is is what it boils down to. I mean, you have you personally are in Oklahoma City area around that and I'm clear, you know, a few like three hours away pretty much from you. And we each have our own circle, although we're both in Oklahoma, we still have our own circle of connections. And everything that we do does reflect on God's goodness and His love, and and we want to be mindful of that as Christians in order to to be the light for those around us. Um, it's very important to do that. And yes, there are people out there that we've been lumped in with because um I think, I think it's just, you know, leaning more toward lumping people together nowadays. I mean, a lot of people have a tendency to do that instead of just taking each person at a time when they're evaluating um, people. And unfortunately, you know, I, I'm an, I definitely like to express uh, the difference between a Christian woman and a Christian man versus a man of God and a woman of God. There is a huge Mm. difference when your heart is seeking after him completely and you are all in and you've made up your mind. This is it. I'm going after God and I'm going to do my due diligence to know him more, to learn about him, to make him the first priority in my life, to focus on him and all that I do and in all of my ways and, you know, submit before the Lord, before the throne of God, and then move and then act and then decide and then speak. You know, those things are evident in a man of God or a woman of God, but they're not evident if you're just playing church and unfortunately Mm. if you're just playing church you have the christian label that the world's put on you on the outside and you don't demonstrate what it looks like for god's love you don't act in a loving manner you don't speak in a loving manner but you go to church and that is not what christianity is about it's christian is christ-like you know we are supposed to be following him and seeking him first. And so if we could just get past that stigmata that's been placed on that word, I think that a lot of a lot of those assumptions about what it looks like to be a Christian will fade into the background. But it all starts with more people cross it over to that line and demonstrating. Be bold, you know, um, look look at right. you know, look at the word and say, okay, how can I take this? and walk it out every day. And um, it sounds like that's something that you're seeking to demonstrate through creatives, like art in different ways. I mean, capturing God's beauty is a way to demonstrate his love. It, It literally speaks for itself. A picture's worth a thousand words. Well, those words are full of his love and the creator and the masterpiece that he just put in front of you and so it's it's really encouraging to hear that that's where your heart is in what you do because that's that's gonna it's gonna make an impact it's gonna make a difference and we each do make a difference if people could just grasp that understanding your presence and And, or your story in God's presence is all that it takes to make a difference. And that's, I wrote that in my book and I'm going to say it until I can't breathe anymore probably, but you know, God loves you. And when you accept that and you seek who you are and whose you are in Christ, your identity becomes that light because now you're saying, okay, I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know I'm a daughter. I know I'm a son of the King. And I'm going to make sure that I own that title. I'm going to make sure that I have the wisdom and knowledge that he gives me. And I share that with others, you know, I mean, it's just, just good stuff. I think I went a little longer than I needed to on my, on my comments on that, but it's it, it good stuff.
1: Did. Yeah. Preach it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, to wrap this up a little bit, cause I know that you and I both have, um, other obligations for the day to get to, um, What would you give as like a final, final comment, final words of wisdom, advice, nugget, you know, thought takeaway from this um, conversation to share with our audience today?
1: Yeah, I guess I'll just speak to creatives, um, which I I think everybody's creative. Um, I guess that's part one of my comment. Everybody is creative even if you're not like a songwriter or you're a painter or something, we all have a unique way that kind of our unique signature on whatever process, well, that's like, you know, sales or something in business, or, you know, you do plumbing. I don't know. There's, there's a creative unique way that we do all that. So let me speak to those people, which I've now defined as everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, whatever we create. Um. Let that be a reflection of the capital C Creator that is God. Just like what, just like what Paul says, you know, you know, whatever you do, in whatever you do, um, we we bring glory to God and uh, we point back to the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's my encouragement.
0: That is awesome. That That's it. That's all that needed to be said. That's,
1: that's there you great. go.
0: That's great. <laughs> all right. Well, I am going to give you some space to share where they can connect with you. If you would just take a moment and let them know all your different media outlets and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. My personal website is www.jakedoberins.com. Um Dobrins, I'll just spell that out, is D-O-B-E-R-E-N-Z. Um, and maybe a little easier is to find me at Theophanymedia.com is the name of my company. And on Theophany Media, you can find our podcast, uh, the Bible But Funnier that I host, and the Creatively Christian podcast that I have four other lovely individuals that host, and all the other things that we're up to there. And then I'm also, well, me and my company are all on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those places. I'm at Jake Dobrin's and Theophany Media is at Theophany Media. Pretty straightforward on all those those places. Yeah, I'd love to connect and uh, get to know some more people, especially some really cool creatives. Always willing and ready for them to join the club. (laughs)
0: there you go you heard it here get ready and get connected and join the club that's how it works (laughs) all right thank you so much jake and if you would go ahead and join me in closing prayer for um, the rest of the day and for the audience i sure would appreciate it all right Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this visit. Thank you for the blessings of wisdom and encouragement that were shared. I just ask uh, for you to cover the audience throughout the rest of their day and throughout this week to be um, mindful of what things are allowed in, in their heart, in their mind. Guard their heart and mind in Christ Jesus, Father. We ask this as well, and we ask for your guidance, your You're directing your words to be put into their hearts and into their minds so that those things can be shared with others and teach them and me and Jake as well to learn more of you and your ways and how to do that and what that looks like in action so that we can impact those around us with your love, and make a difference, and and move the tides into your favor, Father, and just shine your favor and your light over each of these hearts that are listening today, and it's in Jesus's name that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for your time, brother, and remember, you guys, you can always, like, jump on next week for another episode of the RSVP show, and Jake, you are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. God bless you guys and have a good week. Don't forget to connect with Jake Dobrins at JakeDobrins.com or TheophanyMedia.com.